Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, May 5th. Today on the show, Josh Heupel gets some good news, why the SEC should be beating the drum on expansion. We've got your Wednesday golden nuggets from club and country, but we begin with the Nashville Predators, their chance to clinch a playoff spot on Wednesday night, and the Athletics' Adam Bingen gives us his thoughts on if David Poyle should be back as a GM next season. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, our great friends over at buildkg.com. They are Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. My family's had some work done on our house, and the Kingston Group just simply went out of their way to make sure everything was perfect. It's called good business. It's called taking care of their clients, and we could not be happier with the work that they've done. So when I say go to buildkg.com and check out their work, and I say you should remember the name The Kingston Group, I mean it because we will use them for the rest of our lives. It's as simple as that. Kingston Group, buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The Nashville Predators are back on the ice against the Columbus Blue Jackets. 6 p.m. puck drop on Wednesday evening. Of course, just three games to go in the regular season. The Dallas Stars are also back on the ice. Again, puck drop 6 p.m. tonight at Tampa Bay. They have four games remaining, and of course, the Predators are four points up. There is an outside chance that the Nashville Predators could clinch a playoff spot and eliminate the Dallas Stars on Wednesday night, so keep those TV sets tuned. Keep those eyeballs on the scoreboard. In the meantime, on the Gold Standard Podcast, out every Wednesday covering the Nashville Predators from the 440 Sports Network, I asked Adam Vingan of The Athletic that if the last few months had changed his opinion on whether or not David Poyle would be in charge of this team at the beginning of next season. I'm more inclined to believe yes, even with all of the discussions that we were having earlier in the season, you know, I still had a hard time believing that there was going to be some sort of significant change in management, but... I mean, that's the question is there are certain things about this team that you can feel good about. But at the end of the day, this was a team that was built to win championships and it required a insane run in the second half of a season just to qualify for the fourth spot in the playoffs. (laughs) Put it that way. (laughs) Like it's not, you know, this was not like a team that was on on the bubble a month and a half ago and then went nuts to win the Central Division, or the Western Conference. This was a team that was near the bottom of the NHL and needed a run of... 17-6-1. 17-6-1 to reach fourth place. Hmm. Like, that's still below expectations internally for this group. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, Yeah, no, it, when you put it that way. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's just the context I'm trying to... But I think that's what I've been thinking about over these past number of weeks you know, how should fans feel? I can't tell you how to feel. I've tried plenty of times, but I can't tell you how to feel. For me watching it, as I've said many times, it's nothing short of remarkable. They deserve so much credit. The players, John Hines, they deserve so much credit for being able to resurrect their season when it looked so bleak. But, you know, when it takes... It was basically Roman Yossi cussing is what did it. Yes, it was. It takes... takes a winning percent, excuse me, a points percentage of 740, which is what I think 17, 6, and 1 is. It takes a points percentage of 740 just to get you into fourth place. Like, that's <laughs> that's where I'm sort of... Would you like to hammer home that point again for know. a fourth time? Yes. Fourth place! An amazing run just to get into fourth place. But you, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, I... I 
like I, I think that I think that's the context that's important. You can you can sure. embrace what you've watched, but it's also important to be realistic that it took that to get to this. Couldn't have said it better myself. That was the Athletics Adam Vingan. Pay for good journalism, folks. Of course, my co-host on the Gold Standard Podcast out every single Wednesday covering your Nashville Predators. If you want to hear me and Adam blather on about the Nashville Preds as we head into the playoffs, please go check out that show. Again, out every Wednesday, only on the 440 Sports Network, everywhere podcasts are found. Rate, review, and subscribe, and share the show if you like it. The Tennessee Volunteers got some good news on Monday afternoon that sort of got lost in the shuffle with all the NFL draft and Predators hubbub. The Vols added veteran linebacker Jawan Mitchell from the transfer portal. Mitchell started eight of the ten possible games for Texas last season. The six foot one, two hundred and thirty five pound inside backer is from New Jersey originally. Three star recruit signed with Rutgers and ended up in Austin after a stop in junior college. He played 11 games and had 39 tackles in 2019 before leading the team with 62 stops last season. He comes to Knoxville and a team that is desperate for veteran help at the linebacker position. And while Texas didn't have a great year, Mitchell clearly has enough talent and experience to help the Vols linebacker room immediately the second he steps foot on a practice field. Can Josh Heupel survive long-term in the SEC by hitting the portal hard? Of course not. But right now, with his current roster situation, He's got no other choice, and the one thing he can offer a whole lot of players right now, especially on defense, is playing time. And we know that kids love playing time. In a big story in college football and the SEC that we have not really had time to focus on due to the NFL draft and the Preds playoff push is expansion in the college football playoff. And it's coming, and it's a really big deal for the SEC. Coaches, players, administrators, and fans of this league should be pounding the pavement, screaming from the bully pulpit that expansion is a good thing because the SEC dominates college football already. They just dominated the NFL draft. They dominate recruiting. They dominate television dollars. Why would they not dominate an even bigger playoff if they already dominate the small one? This is huge news for SEC teams because it means, and coaches, because it means that we could be seeing, depending on how big the playoff goes, three, four, or five teams potentially getting into the playoff. If it's a 12-team playoff, you're telling me there's not three or four teams that could get in from the SEC? Absolutely. So coaches, fans, presidents, ADs, Greg Sankey, I can't imagine that the SEC isn't beating the drum the loudest of anybody to expand this playoff. And even though all this expansion does is trick people into thinking that someone other than Alabama can win the national title or whoever Alabama is at that time, what it potentially could do is create broader interest in the sport for longer and maybe over time disperse some talent, which would again create better equity and more interest in the sport writ large. I've never been an expansionist. I wanted it to be incredibly difficult to win, but I'm starting to see the other side of the coin, which creates a more equitable sport across more schools and more conferences and more teams with better opportunities to recruit better players and win more games. And I think that is healthier and better for the sport long term than a consolidated three to four teams winning championships every single year. So I know expansion of the playoff is sort of a week and a half old. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I wanted to mention it because I do think the SEC will benefit the most from this, and SEC fans should be the loudest about this. Expand our playoff, whether it's 8, 10, 12, or whatever. Expand the playoff. It's good for your team if you're in the SEC. Well, it is Wednesday, so that means it's time for some golden nuggets from Nashville SC's Nothing Nothing draw against Inter-Miami on Sunday. 
Club and Country, of course, the Nashville SC podcast on the 440 Sports Network featuring Tim Sullivan and Wes Bowling is out every Tuesday, and they offer you some nuggets, some things, some tidbits, some tiny pieces of information so that you can take something away and be a smarter soccer fan because of it. So here's this week's Golden Nugget. We talked last week about the balance between excitement and results early in the season. And would you rather have a thrilling draw or a lackluster win? Well, Nashville ended up with a lackluster scoreless draw. The lack of a result is, is starting to get problematic to me. On the basis of each individual game, it might not be that big of a deal. But when it happens three times in a row, it, it becomes a, a bit of a thing. When you're three games into the season and you only have three points to show for it, that's going to start to be a little bit of an issue. In the first five matches, I don't deeply care how many points a team gets. I certainly think they can look back if they're in ninth place and look back at these matches at the end of the season and say, wow, missed opportunity. But for me, the first five matches are about process and progress. And then after that, show me your product. Obviously, this team is going to need to start collecting points and results. As you heard Wes say, at the end of the year, if you look back and you're a couple of points shy of X, Y, or Z position, you can point to a bunch of draws to start the season. Also, not time to panic. So if you want to go much, much deeper into all things Nashville SC, of course, every single Tuesday, Club and Country podcast from the 440 Sports Network featuring Tim and Wes. They do a fantastic job. There is no better place for Nashville SC coverage. So make sure you check out that show, rate, review, and subscribe. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media on Instagram. Thank you, of course, for listening to Nashville's original independent short-form daily podcast for Nashville sports fans. Please share the show. It means a whole lot to me if you could just tell one person about this thing. We are growing it almost completely from the ground up, and every bit of support that we get from you guys who are passionate listeners of this product, we appreciate it and we love you for it. So thank you. Please share the show. Just one person. That's all we ask. And of course, I lied to you. I asked for one more thing. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. The 440 is brought to you for free by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. My family used the Kingston Group, so your family should use the Kingston Group. You don't have to go spend a bunch of money right now this second on a major project on your house. Just remember the name so that when you are ready to make an investment in your home, the Kingston Group is the name that you remember. BuildKG.com is the website. Go check out the work, BuildKG.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.